Good morning. This is Coach AA, and welcome to the number first edition. On the three things for today, first one, on lemon water, magic pills, and all that. The second one, on nomenclature, on how we frame and think about things for ourselves. And the final one, a personal story on when I failed my first ever fitness certification and why that failure was a great, great thing for me. All right. On lemon water and magic pills, funnily enough, this is a question I still get asked. And fair enough. I remember when I was a noob to all of this, when I knew absolutely nothing, when I didn't know what carbohydrates were, when I ate sugary flavored yogurt, thinking there was a healthier option. So I get it. So anything with this lemon water, this cayenne pepper, or turmeric lattes, there's nothing magical about it, okay? Yes, there are good things in turmeric, and when you add turmeric and black pepper, the active ingredient is activated. Yes, there's a, there's a lot of things, but you can't make a magic pill out of it, or rather, there isn't one yet, at least. Because if there was, you would have heard about it. Big companies would have made it already. Okay? It's just not there yet. So, stop looking for these magic pills. Or stop believing the concept of them. If something comes along, it's a great bonus. Going gluten-free, for example, might be a temporary magic pill for you. Why? Maybe you're intolerant to gluten. Or eliminating dals from your diet might be a magic pill. Suddenly all the bloating and feeling gassy goes away. That's not the definition of what You'd call a magic pill, but the effect is pretty magical. What I think happens because there is a, a cascading effect when we do this uh, lemon water, honey, or whatever in the morning and something else at 9 a.m. standing on one leg at three minutes past noon and all that is you're paying attention to your health and wellness. You're being a lot more aware of it. You've taken a conscious decision to try and do something about it. And that cascades into other things that maybe you're not seeing or counting and you're thinking and attributing all of this to this. And hey, sometimes... It's a placebo effect. 
still works. It's still great, right? So this is what I meant last time around when we spoke about this, about shiny objects. Bing, they work. They work for the short term, even if they are not the best long-term sustainable answer or whatever. Textbook, terrible answer, sure. But if the shiny object gets you going, and from that better place, you're able to see a more sustainable long-term solution, and it gets you going on your journey and you make forward progress, why not? So that's why I think, even though there is absolutely no magic to this lemon water or whatever powder, blah, 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 people do see results, but it's not because of that. It's because of them and because of what they have started doing. Hope that helps. On to the second one for today on nomenclature and on how we think about things and frame things. So a friend of mine and a member of our training community wrote to me last week based on, well, one of the earlier posts I've written. I'm gonna read it. Most people look at fitness as a way to punish your body for what it is consuming. Maybe that's why we keep thinking this sucks and not this is awesome. And showing up becomes difficult because no one wants to show up for a punishment. I think that's awesome. I think that makes a lot of sense. Personally, I had a moment of luck, not blind luck, manufactured luck, a moment of clarity when I found CrossFit. Because I knew I needed something fun. Not just a method to get me fit, but a method to get me fit that was right and that was fun. Something that would wake me up at 5.30 in the morning in cold San Francisco weather. And trust me, it's not easy. Summer or winter, 5.30 in the morning in San Francisco is pretty darn cold. In fact, uh, many days I'd be amongst the first to show up, obviously. And back then, we used to train in uh, uh, the back parking lot of uh, a sports basement on Chrissy Field, or the parking lot of Greens, as uh, K-Star would call it. And it has a big uh, metal picket fence-ish gate, pretty darn heavy. And you needed to, I mean, if you're first, you know, you would lift it and open it. Oh, it would bite. And jumping on the pull-up bar, yeah. It, uh, it took a lot of effort to jump on the pull-up bar and, and grab it. But anyways, I'm digressing. While I did get lucky in finding something, where I also got lucky was 
I didn't punish myself. I was unaware of what to do. I had asked for help. I had sought help. I had paid for help. But those people were clueless as well. So I had done what was in my power and I had failed. And this time I was taking things into my own hands and I had found it. Why would I want to punish myself doing something? So the moment of clarity I had was all of this. And honestly, I was not this well put together back then. I'm not that, I'm not well put together even today. Okay, it is a process. I might come across in these few minutes as that way, but not at all, okay? So back to this. It was just, I needed to do something fun. I knew that much about me. And I knew I was on the right track when about a few months into CrossFit, I shifted houses. I moved from the mission to the Presidio to be closer to my gym, seriously. Yeah, best decision ever. So punishing ourselves or tit for tat does not work. I ran for 300 calories, so I'm gonna eat you know, a donut. Nah, calorie's not really a calorie, especially you know, a donut versus something healthier, whatever. So when we think that this sucks, when we think I need to slog this out, and three months later, I can go back to doing what I want to do. We're setting ourselves up for failure. Yes, it will be hard. Yes, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Yes, it's not going to be fun all the time. But the right mindset, the right mental approach is important. Because then you think it's just about showing up. And yes, yes, it is about showing up, but you can't show up and not show up. Showing up doesn't mean just attendance. Showing up means showing up fully, showing up wholeheartedly. So you need to recalibrate things in your head, and that is by doing something fun. So again, if it is a shiny object that gets you going, that's fine. As long as you keep thinking, exercising, or training or eating healthy is, this sucks, it will always suck. But if you're jumping out of bed, then you're on the path and you'll never wanna get off because it's gonna be fun. So recalibrate and then, as my buddy Steve likes to say, then you're cooking with gas. Hope that helps. And on to the final thing for today on failing my starting strength certification, which was my first ever cert. So this goes uh, uh, back to 2010 when Raj and I were vaguely thinking about moving back to Madras and we wanted to well, meet a few coaches, get a couple of certs. But more than that, we knew we wanted to just pick the 
the brains around us, meet them, say hi, and unlearn. Because previously, we were just uh, folks who had fallen in love with fitness and we knew we could do this whenever because the plan was, well, we're going to be in the U.S. for a while, but then now we're moving back. So we had to fast track a few things. So we didn't try to get like 20 different certs or anything like that. We were clear about what we wanted to do. And back then, we were primarily uh, barbell folk. So for me, uh, barbells were, after running, moved to CrossFit and CrossFit. Seriously, CrossFit is amazing because of the amount of people it has introduced barbell training to. But they do a lot of Metcons and they don't do enough uh, strength work. Most people are strong. Most people come from some f background of strength work. Unlike me, I was working with what, what is called the RX prescribed weights for women. And over the course of a year and a half, I moved up towards the prescribed weights for men. A few workouts, I would do it at those, but most workouts, I'd be in the middle. Because face it, those, those are made for people who are 50 pounds heavier than me. And yeah, anyways. So I knew I had to do some serious strength training. And there are multiple schools. One of them is starting strength. And uh, Coach Ripto is a barbell strength coach. Um, he has a phenomenal book by the same name, Starting Strength, which Raj recommended to me and I couldn't get enough of it. So with uh, Raj prodding me and guiding me on how to start strength training, I quit CrossFit and I started doing strength work and I'm, I'm built for squatting. So it was just fun going to the gym every week and lifting more weight every time. So just back squat, deadlift, bench, and the overhead press, and sometimes the power clean thrown in. This was the training. So jumping from CrossFit to just strength work, and I would play ultimate, of course. Uh, San Francisco Rec League, amazing. Couldn't, couldn't miss it. So after a few months of getting strong and a couple of reads of starting strength. A cert came to the West Coast and we decided we'd go do the certification. And we headed to Seattle. And oh my, I was, I was excited. Walking in, honestly, I had no idea what the certification entailed. I didn't even know what a fitness certification was. Well, this was a coaching certification, which meant not only are you tested on your technique and knowledge of the lifts and all that, how-tos and blah, 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 you had to learn to coach, or rather, you had to know to coach a little, and they would teach you how to coach better. I had exactly zero hours of coaching experience. I mean, I was just a guy who liked to lift. And I went in. Now, 
initially I was I was nervous. I was extremely excited. I was a little nervous because <gasps> I'm moving back to India and this this cert is important and all of it. Within the first uh, hour of uh, Saturday morning of the cert, I failed the cert. I I knew this because the the uh, criteria is pretty simple. The the squat and the deadlift. You need to learn to coach. You need to learn to write down the proper technique. You need to sh- demonstrate your technique. And we spent an hour, hour and a half discussing technique, right? And my technique was pretty good. And then you are put into your uh, small cohort, people who lift around the same as you. And the person who's in front of you uh, coaches the next person coming in and it just circulates when I um, had to lift uh, not, not much you know nudge your knees out blah 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 I don't even remember my technique was pretty good like I said and then it was my turn to coach and I had no idea what to do I look at uh, the girl squatting and I know something's off I'm not sure what I mean it's Seems silly, but come on. I had zero idea. And as soon as those few minutes passed and I you know, went back to the, the line, I knew it because one had to demonstrate coaching skill in the squat. And I remember Dr. Steph, she works at Starting Strength, or at least she did back then, politely telling me that I didn't do any coaching. It felt terrible. It was a blow to the ego. And for a few minutes, I was just like, but then I realized I know nothing about anything. I have zero hours of coaching. What is there for my ego to be hurt? And seriously, it was the best thing that happened to me because even that little bit of worry I had about, oh, I need to, make something out of the cert, went away, and that made my experience so much better. I had no pressure. I'm already geeking out. I am loving this, truly, because Rip is just talking to you about technique, asking you for criticism on his coaching methods. We're watching Olympic lifting and powerlifting videos, and he's talking about different styles. It's just phenomenal that that entire weekend was just Superb. And yeah, it it took me a while to make my peace with it. But seriously, that failure is part of the foundational stones of me being here. I'm gonna I'm gonna digress a little bit and tell you a funny story. So I'm all of five six and I'm about one thirty five pounds and well ten years ago I was Five six and about one thirty five pounds. And Rip's entire model is get big, a gallon of milk a day, and lift heavy, and cardio is sitting on the couch and uh, flipping channels on the remote. And so we're all sitting, and he's talking to us about our strength goals and what we should aim for. And again, he is a barbell strength coach, so he has a very, very limited lens, and that's his lens. So he looks at people, 
200 pounds, he's telling them what weight they need to get to. 200, 220, 220, 200. And then the first time in this thing he pauses because he's looking at me he pauses and I start to smile and he goes 180 and then he goes to Raj 180 and he just keeps moving and I can't stop I, I, I can't stop myself from laughing out loud tell him hey I'm 135 pounds I'm not gonna get to 180 he's like yeah yeah you can that's what you need to do if you want to be strong and just keeps going <laughs> anyway uh, took me took me a year to realize getting big was not for me, um, and I had a great time. I had a great, great, great learning experience at the cert. Because what followed after also was a written test, and I geeked out. And even though I had failed, I spent the better part of two weeks writing it and mailing it to Rip, getting his response. I still have his response on email. I understood wh why mechanics and physics actually mattered. I never ever used it until I was 27, 28. It was brilliant, I loved it. Like, how should you deadlift? Why should the bar be over uh, midfoot? High bar versus a low bar back squat. What is torque or what is the moment arm and why does it matter and why does it make your back hurt? I loved it. And then I realized I learned something about reading a book. Because it's not about simply reading a book. It's not just reading and I'm like, yep, check it. I've read this book. But you got to dissect it. You got to see what part of it fits into your ideas. What doesn't? What do you need to learn more about? What do you need to follow along? And while grad school had taught me a bunch of this, learning it this way, writing that written exam, really, really changed how I read any book. And it's a lesson I actually relearned a few months ago during lockdown because I'd gotten back to just skimming and not rereading and dissecting and introspecting on books. And as I was doing all of it, this story uh, came back to me. So this was a glorious, glorious failure. Coach Dan John also talks about how he can trace back his peaks to failure points and this failure point in my life, failing my first ever certification, led to a bunch of peaks that I'm still unpacking. Because until then, any cert I went to, or any seminar or workshop I went to in computer science or interaction design, my undergrad in grad school, while it would be interesting, beyond a point was about checking a box, putting it on my resume, blah, 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 or being in the valley, going to this uh, you know, workshop, or going to this meetup, blah, 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 just checking things off. And it helped start the cure for my mentality of checking this box. So thank you for this failure. And also what this failure teaches me is when I think if only that had not happened, if only I had not failed there. And there are so many failures in my life. I'm reminded from this failure and the amazing lessons I've learned from here that maybe even those failures have a lesson to be learned from or a success that they led to that I'm 
being oblivious to. So while it was a shocker to fail for, for those five minutes or whatever, and, and maybe right now my, my memory is uh, glossing over and maybe uh, Raj or Ranju or Vidya will have um, more feedback on how I actually was. Looking back at it, it was the best thing that happened to me that day because what's the point of passing a cert without putting my heart and soul into it? And if I put my heart and soul into it and I learned a lot, what's a piece of paper? So that's about it for me. Hope that was useful. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Coach AA signing off. You have a great day.